Welcome everyone from across the universe to the Wampa's Lair podcast. Star Wars is for everyone. So pull up a chair, get comfortable, and join the conversation with your hosts, Carl LeClaire and Jason Hunt, here in the Wampa's Lair. Wampa time. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampus Lair podcast. This is episode number 380. It's Wampa time. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Jason to my Carl, we've got Carl LeClaire. Oh, my God, I love Jar Jar. <laughs> and Empire is the only perfect movie in existence. Wow, you're annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, buddy, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Carl? Oh, doing well. Doing well. We are just a few days away from my favorite national holiday. Star Christmas? No, Star Wars oh. Day. Oh, my uh, goodness. Oh. I love how big Star Wars Day has kind of become, too, even in pop culture, right? Like, people, <laughs> you know, you just, you see so many people kind of responding to it now, and I love it that most years I'll even get people like family members, even friends I haven't talked to in a while, like shooting me like a happy Star Wars Day message. And I freaking love it. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Uh, I'm I'm actually very excited for this year. I, I Star Wars Day is something that, you know, I enjoy, but it's not something I necessarily look forward to as much. But this year with everything going on, I'm like, I need Star Wars Day. You know, I'm very excited. I am, too. And, and, and I, I'm with you. We do. We do. I think for us Star Wars fans, especially, uh, we have the we have the luxury of having something like Star Wars to help keep us afloat with with the craziness going on in the world around us. Um, so, we have some fun uh, ways to celebrate Star Wars Day for hopefully all of you starting next week. Um, we're going to share all the details about that towards the end of the episode. So we've we've got a couple of fun things that you'll be able to participate in every day starting Monday. Um, hopefully things that'll be really fun for you. Um, we have more details about the musical may coming at you starting next week as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, just excited to share all of those things with you. But like we said last week, um, we, uh, we wanted to answer some of the questions you all might have for us. So, you know, we've been doing the show a long time, so we kind of want to do just kind of like a fun Q and a thing where you guys could ask us questions about, either who we are as people or just, you know, obviously our takes on Star Wars and the Star Wars fan community. 
Um, and something I actually wanted to just mention before we, we hop into all of that stuff was um, just just wanted to remind folks in case you were wondering if maybe you were away from the show for a bit and you missed this announcement. Um, obviously, our, our good friend Katie has decided not to come back to the show. Um, and I, you know, noted, obviously lately she's been guesting on a few other podcasts, um, especially with her beloved Maul being back in Star Wars. Um you know, and Katie and I actually had a like an hour and a half conversation on the phone just a few days ago, just kind of catching up about life. Um, and uh, uh, Katie is still very good friends with us. And for those of you wondering, like, oh, well, why isn't she back on your show? Well, um, she was really good friends with some of the folks that asked her to be on those other shows. Um, and of course, people are going to be reaching out to her right now. She's a mall expert. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you Don't know, worry. Yes. We'll- Ron. Exactly. And and so I was talking to her about, you know, coming coming on to talk about, you know, Maul's return um, a little bit later on once the whole Siege of Mandalore is over. Um, and uh, she's definitely going to come on to join us about that. Um, but we do intend to do a, an entire musical month coming up in May. So we're going to kind of put that on the back burner till the end of May anyway. So but do expect Katie to be back. Um, I love that she's been on other shows right now. I think it's great that she's excited to talk about this stuff again. And um, yeah, Katie's just a very good friend. It was, it was so good catching up with her the other day, um, especially in these crazy times just to check in on each other. And um, you know, so I just wanted to make that, you know, a, a reminder announcement in case you kind of missed the memo from last month when we, we kind of talked about this, but um, there is obviously in no way, shape or form, any bad blood between us and Katie. So, um, no, no, no. uh, so we look forward to having her back, you know, sometime in the next few weeks, um, to, to talk about mall. But, uh, you know, she, she reminded me when we were talking the other day that she just doesn't want to be a regular star Wars podcasting host right now at anywhere. So, um, she's responded to a few people's requests, um, and she's responded to ours as well, but it's just going to be a little bit later. So, yeah, well, we, we want to finish our, our planned uh, musical May, and then as soon as that's over, we're, we're talking Clone Wars, because Carl and I want to talk about it, too. <laughs> it's not like you guys are just going, God, I wish they'd talk about Clone Wars. No, we really want to talk about it, too. Uh, so as soon as the musical May is done, we're talking Siege of Mandalore and the Clone Wars. So, uh, yeah, look forward to that. Absolutely. Um, so... Right, like uh, we don't have a, a matchup or a poll this week um, because we have your questions. Though that that's what we're using. Um, yes. And once again, for the month of May, just like we kind of did in the month of March with the This Is Madness tournament, uh, we won't be doing polls or matchups in May. But again, we have lots of interactive ways for you to stay involved the entire month. So um, yes. yes, I can't wait to share those with you uh, towards yeah. the end of the episode. Um, all the details and it's it's good stuff folks just wait oh yes indeed um jason so what are uh some of the questions that they you know that they asked of us um i'm excited to 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 respond to some of these absolutely well there's some uh really fun ones in here but i'm gonna go ahead and start with something that's a little bit deeper from our good buddy uh sartage (laughs) sartage singh uh who says since you've started podcasting what's the one thing you've changed your mind about when it comes to star wars yeah we're gonna start off you know uh, a little bit more difficult first um i'll go ahead and go first great (laughs) (laughs) uh to be honest, one of the things I've really changed my mind about is if you go back and listen to older episodes um, where we kind of 
debate and discuss the proper watching order, uh, I was always a big proponent of chronological order. But I think over the last couple of years, you know, with the sequel trilogy and everything going on involved and kind of how things keep stacking and building on each other uh, within the story, I've come back around to the release order uh, way of watching things. Now, once you've seen it all uh, in release order for the first time, then I think it's totally fine to just watch everything in chronological order after that. In fact, I would prefer that. But if you're just introducing somebody, I think release order is probably the best because things build on themselves in such a way that um, it makes more sense. And because things get denser <laughs> as you move along, otherwise, so mm, yeah, I, I cool. I didn't realize that you you changed uh, that perspective, so I like. We that. haven't had a chance to talk about it much. Yeah, no. Why would so. we? <laughs> um, yeah, no. That's. I mean, that's always what I've said is is specifically for you know a newcomer is I always introduce people to it in release order. I think it just makes the most sense. Um. But yeah, then it's really fun, I think, to just start changing it up. Like, you know, there's there's the machete order. There's derivatives of the machete order. Um, you know, I think there's so many fun ways to watch it. Now, if for anybody that obviously is, sees our Twitter, just just a few days, just this past week, I decided to do um, the whole sequel trilogy three days in a row. I, I don't have the attention span to marathon movies. I haven't in a very long time. Um, at least not in any way that I'd be able to actually, actually watch them. And that was the thing as I wanted to really pay attention to each of the movies and I knew I couldn't do that three in a row. Um, so I did, you know, seven, eight and nine over three days in a row. And and I had such a fun time watching the sequel trilogy kind of all in a row like that and, and, and found that it worked actually really well together. Not, you know, it's not perfect, but nothing is. Um, so, but yeah, um, cool. I didn't realize that you changed. So I like that. What about you, Carl? Um, I mean, the only thing the only thing that really pops out right now, um, and it is more recent, is is definitely my opinion of Last Jedi has really changed a lot in the last two years. Um, right, like I know I was very critical of the movie for a long time, um, sometimes annoyingly so, as some of my friends could probably attest to. Um, but I've really, really come to love that movie. Um, so I think that's for me the biggest thing that's that's changed as of recently. Um and I know that I love Sartaj's question, right? Like I, I'm trying to think of it in a big like existential way, because he you know is asking about since we started podcasting. Um and like there's a lot of things I've learned from you, but just thinking about what is actually changed changed though, like something that's very objectively changed for me, it's my view of Last Jedi. Like um, it's so funny when I I watched it today with just the music only version, which was so much fun. I, I would love it if they did that with the other movies. Um, but uh, honestly, Last Jedi, I, I, I easily put it as a tie between that and episode nine for my favorite of the sequel trilogy. Um, and I also put it above every other Star Wars Disney movie except Solo. And again, I would tie it with Rise of Skywalker, but I like it more than Rogue One. I like it more than Force Awakens. Um I, I think it's a phenomenal movie and it makes me extra excited that, you know, hopefully Ryan Johnson does get his own trilogy. Cause I think the more I watch that movie, um, the more I realize how beautifully pure star Wars it is. Um, and, and I think the thing that's made me come around the most on it is that I've really come to appreciate 
how Luke was treated, right? I think that's still people's biggest hang up and, and that's understandable. Um, you know, uh, but the reason, so when I was watching it today, just using the music version, the music that plays when Luke is telling Ray about the first time he tells her about what happened to, to Ben and the music that's playing in there is so tragic. It's so string heavy. It's, it's very much like, telling you like a broken hearted story. And it honestly made me think a lot of the vibe from episode three in the sense of like how everything fell apart. And to me, it makes perfect sense that Luke is in this headspace. Cause if Luke is just the same old cheery guy that he was all through the originals, we wouldn't need Ray. Like we don't need a new hero. If our old hero just comes back and fixes everything. And that's not the point of the sequel trilogy. <laughs> so um, I think it makes sense. And even f- even now that we know Palpatine's the one who was behind everything with Snoke, to me it makes perfect sense that Palpatine knows the only way to take power back is to break up Luke and Ben, right? In the same way that he manipulated Anakin and you know created this wedge between his relationship with Obi-Wan and also with Padme, he creates this wedge. He corrupts the relationship with Luke. And how do you be, how do you beat Luke? Right, it's pretty clear that the Emperor still doesn't think he can actually beat him. Um, Snoke doesn't believe he can actually beat Luke toe to toe. So how do you do that? You crush his heart. You you crush the spirit. Um, and that's exactly what happened to Luke. Right, that's why he's on Octo out of the fight is because his spirit has been crushed. And I think that makes perfect sense in the story we're getting. Um, you know, and he, and it provides him to have an arc. He's not just the same character. <laughs> so. Um, so all that said, I mean, and everything else in it, I've, I've just loved more and more and more. So yeah, definitely. That's, that's a long explanation to say that I've really come to love last Jedi. <laughs> so, um, it's weird though, because over the years, I think things just sort of have a tendency through our discussions to kind of evolve. Yeah. Uh, based on on what we're talking about and how deep we go into topics and things like that so um it's it's just an interesting thing you know and sometimes it's hard to pinpoint uh because we've been doing this for eight and a half years you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah but thank you so much for that question sartaj um, we got a, a message on Facebook from Joseph Singleton who asks, if you could train under any Jedi master, who would it be and why? Mm. I know the answer to this one. What? Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> and it's changed. Same. Yeah, it's changed. I, I would say it could change on any given day. Um, but to me, Qui-Gon is the pinnacle of the Jedi at their height, but he's separate from the council. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. There's something much more his, 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 the way he's attuned to the living force makes me feel like you could have real honest conversations with him about anything. And even things that might go contrary to the Jedi code. And he'd be willing to listen and help reshape things with you. Um, and that's what I really like about him. He's well aware of the history and tradition of the Jedi, obviously still cherishes it and holds it as something very, very special, but isn't afraid to throw things aside when they're no longer useful or in tune with the living force. So I just feel like Qui-Gon would uh, really provide that that deep spiritual 
connectedness that the Jedi are supposed to embody. Um, and he is a pretty great duelist because he trained under Dooku. So I wouldn't mind learning how to fight from him as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm right there with you for basically the same reasons. You know, he's a pretty good duelist. He trained Obi-Wan Kenobi for goodness sake. Um, and who wouldn't want to be, you know, space brothers with Obi-Wan. Um, <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, that and, you know, that and the fact that he, the the way that he looks at the spiritual way that he looks at the force really appeals to me as well and so the way he sees things and the way he teaches and uh that sort of thing really really appeals to me so yeah qui-gon jinn definitely um we'll see though we're gonna get a bunch of new jedi here coming up in a few months with the high order you know or the high republic so i'm curious to see what new jedi we get and if anybody will be on the level of qui-gon jinn in that but yeah We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Cody Murphy uh, asks us, what color lightsaber uh, would you have? And what is the deep metaphysical reason for said color? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to answer for you for at least the color. I don't know about your metaphysical reason, but I know you're a green guy. Yes, absolutely. Green lightsaber all the way. Um, it's, It's just one of my favorite colors. That's all. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I like the brilliance of it, and I think it, it, I think it stands out more um, than the blue, in my opinion. Mm. So, so did so did the creators of Return of the Jedi, right? Because Luke was supposed to have a blue lightsaber, but it didn't look well during the Sarlacc pick fight. So they're like, we need something that stands out better. So they gave him a green one. <laughs> yep, yep. So, what about you, Carl? Uh, I'm going to guess blue. You would guess correctly, my friend. Um, blue is just my favorite color. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, it, I just, I love it. It's the color of life. It's the color of calm and tranquility. Um, so, yeah, that's, deep. that's, I don't have a deep metaphysical reason beyond that. So just love blue. <laughs> um, we got a couple of quick questions from Jackson. He emailed us. Uh, I'm going to run through these real quick. Uh, these are not Star Wars related, so we're going to get through here, these real quick here. Um, he's There are a couple things that he's interested to know if we enjoy. Uh, WWE, the NBA, or heavy metal? No Those to all the things- above. <laughs> what was that? No to all the above. I'm, I, I'm not a fan of really either of them. Um the only the heavy metal I like is usually like you know gigantic instruments in an orchestra. Um, <laughs> You're but, such uh, a dork, I love it. <laughs> oh, I am such a dork. I am, yeah, tuba. Um, <laughs> that's heavy metal. Um, uh, for oh. sports, I'm a I'm a MLB guy. I like baseball, um, and I I've just never been around or gotten into wrestling in general. So, yeah, I mean, I liked, some- I liked WWF back in the day, like when Hulk Hogan was fi- was a fighter, but I haven't haven't really liked anything since. So um, and NBA just don't care. <laughs> um, I'm only into the NFL when it comes to professional sports. So. But, yeah, there you go. Um well, thank you, Jackson, for those. Uh, nice to get some non-Star Wars-related questions in here. Um, although, back to Star Wars, 
Uh, Jeff oh, Fishbox oh. got a question for each of us. There's some uh, heavy metal for you, Jason. <laughs> Listen to that tuba. Woo! <laughs> oh. Ugh, so good. <laughs> That's <crazy>. uh. <laughs> All right, sorry, continue. <laughs> James enjoys his tuba. I'm just going to say. He enjoys a lot of instruments. Um, uh, Fishbank has a question, a specific question for each of us. Um, do you want your question or my question first? Don't care. Okay. Um, mine is, Jason, what is your favorite Jar Jar moment? Um, to be perfectly honest, it's probably in the Clone Wars Mm. Um, it's the episode Shadow Warrior where he has to assume the disguise of the Gungan boss and meet with General Grievous um, and just that entire scene inside the droid landing ship with General Grievous cracks me up as he's trying to delay and distract Grievous um, while trying not to blow his cover is one of my favorite Jar Jar moments of all time um that's not to say that I don't enjoy him whenever he's on screen anywhere, because uh, I do. But uh, that one's the one that's really kind of sitting on top at the moment. Nice. I know the question yeah. wasn't asked to me, but I want to answer anyway, because you brought okay. me around to love Jar Jar. Um, and actually, I, I'm going to say two because they're tied. My favorite on-screen moment is when he's talking with Padme in A New Hope. A New Hope. Jeez. <laughs> I know nothing about Star Wars. Um, when he's talking to Padme in uh, Phantom Menace and he says, we said, a warrior, we said got a grand army. And the way he like thumps his chest. I just love how proud he is of his culture, even though they cast him aside. Um, I just I love that that pride he has for Gungan culture. Um, yeah. And then my other favorite moment is actually his little interlude in the Aftermath trilogy where he's oh, kind of the gest- yeah. jester um, on, on, in Theed, right? And he's he's his his purpose is simply to entertain orphaned children and lost children. And it's obviously a super meta narrative, right? Like he talks about how all the adults hate him, but children love him and find great delight in him. And it's it's perfect for the story itself. It's obviously a reflection of fandom. And, and I just love that moment. Yeah, no, it's good. It's very good. Uh, his question for you, Carl. We all love the Han torture scene in Empire Strikes Back, but I would love to know <laughs> why do you enjoy it so much? Oh, and what is your favorite Embo moment? <laughs> Man, I, 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 it's, I don't want to get too into the, the torture question because I feel like I might need a therapist. Um, <laughs> I don't feel like there's a good way to answer that and not sound messed up. I don't know why I like it, to be completely honest. It's just, you know, I've thought about it over the years, and he's my favorite character, and this is something that's terrible that's happening to him. Um, I think I've always, when I say I like it, like, that's almost a weird way to put it. Like, I don't like torture. Um, But there is something about the fact that he's my favorite character who has to endure something terrible that he has no control over. Um Right. And I, I just I, in some ways, like it's a very dramatic example of, of this for sure. But right. Like those moments in life when things just you just feel like you're being subjected to something terrible that you have no control over. Um, like, I don't know. I just find it relatable in that way. Um, you know, like just like that, that moment of pure agony and there's no meaning behind it. Right. Like they never ask me any questions. Right. Like for him, there's really no meaning. Yes, we know the 
we know Vader's meaning, right? He's doing this to draw Luke in. But in the moment, all Han doesn't know why this is happening. And that sucks. And I just think that's so human, right? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's me really trying to think about this. Um, but I find that, like, in a weird way, relatable. So, um, and my favorite Embo moment is the first time we see him spring into action when he takes out the sniper. Or, or the spy, not the sniper, but the uh, the guy from uh, the scout. The scout, yeah, for um, Hondo. Hondo. Thank you. Gosh, I can't think of anything today. Um, yeah, just seeing uh, that incredible martial art form uh, in my head canon. He, it's Teres Kasi. <laughs> I don't know if it actually is. Maybe that's actually stated somewhere on Wikipedia, or maybe somebody else knows it. Um, but yeah, I just I love that moment with Embo. So. I'm yep. going to answer this one too. Uh, my favorite Embo moment is uh, when he and the other bounty hunters go up against Maul and Savage. Um, I just think it's an awesome sequence in general. And then mm. when they're retreating, um, is it Mark? Is that his? Yeah. His, yeah, Mark. Mark picks up his hat and, and carries it down the hall for him. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love that. Yeah. So. It's a a good sequence. It is. Uh, All right. We got an email from Zachary uh, Schatzter who sent us two questions. One is Star Wars. One is not. Um, What do you think of season seven of the Clone Wars? Uh, I will say um, I'm really enjoying the Siege of Mandalore. Um, Also, it looks phenomenal. I mean, I, I really feel like this this season looks like it could be like it's so cinematic. Um Right. And, and that makes sense. Right. Technology always gets better. These things are going to continue to look better over the years. Um, so I'm really enjoying that. To be completely honest, the Bad Batch arc, I'll probably never watch again. I just that's not the type of Star Wars stories I personally enjoy. So I wasn't nuts about the Bad Batch arc. The um, the arc that we just got with um, Ahsoka and the, the two sisters, I enjoyed, but I thought it could have easily just been two episodes rather than four. It felt very drawn out in a way that didn't need to be. Um, I love the questions that it raised about Ahsoka's character, about her allegiance to what the Jedi are. I like the questions it raised about who are the Jedi in the eyes of the general public. Again, I love those questions. So I love the themes of it. I thought as a, as an arc, it was a little longer than needed to be. Obviously siege of Mandalore is just, I, I really hope they make this into a movie that they put into theaters. I think that'd be so fun, right? Since they started clone wars with the movie, why not, why not end it also right now? Once they're all out, maybe this winter, since there's not a star Wars movie coming out, put it in theaters. I think that'd be so awesome. Um, so, so that's yeah. my opinions. I don't, I don't mean to be like a jerk. Cause I know people loved bad batch. I just didn't, it's not the type of star Wars stories I enjoy personally. So um, no, no shame on anyone who really enjoyed it. I just personally didn't. Um, but I'm loving what we're getting right now. And I love Ahsoka. So the previous arc too, exploring more about her character, I thought was phenomenal. Yeah. I, I'm in a similar position with Carl. I enjoyed the Bad Batch arc. I'll watch it again. Um, it's just not my, you know, clones. While I enjoy clones, they're they're not my. They're not the reason I watch Star Wars or the Clone Wars. I watch Clone Wars for the Jedi. Um, so, but it was really cool and getting to to see Rex's journey. That arc made me care for Rex in a way that I have never cared for Rex before. Um, and so I really enjoyed that. Plus the scene where uh, Anakin has his little uh, hologram rendezvous with Padme. Yeah, that's so try- great. I do love that. 
it from Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan's like, well, I hope you told her I said hello yeah. is one of the <laughs> best Anakin Obi-Wan moments that the show has ever created. Um, <laughs> the Ahsoka uh, and sisters arc was um, – it was good. Uh, it's not going to be my favorite arc for sure, but like Carl – I enjoyed it for the exploration that we're getting from Ahsoka's point of view, you know, where she's trying, how she's trying to figure out who she is, what she's doing, what it means for her to not be a Jedi anymore. And the questions it raises on that, I do agree. It probably could have been at least an episode, maybe two episodes shorter, uh, cause they got captured and recaptured a lot. <laughs> yes, uh, they did. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, I, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Um, and what we're getting right now in Siege of Mandalore is bar none, probably the best Clone Wars we've ever gotten, period. Um, and I'm so excited for the next two episodes. Uh, when we're recording, we still are waiting for the final two episodes of this arc, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait. So, yeah. season seven is really good overall, um, but everything pales in comparison to the siege of Mandalore that we're watching right now. Right. Um, uh, so one thing I remember this was in the animatics, uh, stage at one point where we got, um, uh, I think it's an arc weirdly enough on Utapau, but, mm-hmm. um, Anakin and Obi-Wan, right. And, and a lot of it is Anakin dealing with Ahsoka leaving. Right. Yeah. Um, so obviously that would have taken place not long after she leaves, so I understand why it's not necessarily in the new season, but honestly, I would have preferred like a two episode bad batch, a two episode sisters arc and a two, two episode arc where Anakin, I, I feel like it would have been really cool to start with Anakin processing Ahsoka's loss. And then we end with Ahsoka's journey, right? Cause especially now that we're learning her journey in the clone wars ends during revenge of the Sith. Um, I think it could be really cool to, to see how, right. It, it would just to start this final season um, with it being about Anakin really feeling that loss and even feeling guilty for it. Imagine it, like, it would be a nice reminder of when he sees her again, why this is also creating all these tumultuous feelings. And then boom, we also know he goes right into revenge of the Sith where everything goes horrible for him. Right. Um, and, yeah. uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I I would have really liked that arc too. Um, yeah, but but so, you know I I don't I, that's fine. So I know you can watch the what, animatics. One of these days, I am still holding out hope that we're going to get every story that they planned in the Clone Wars made. I mean, right, I, I'm still, still kind of with, holding out hope. Yeah, because right, wasn't but, it was in Clone Wars we were going to get that episode too with Cad Bane and Boba Fett. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Then we could have had Embo come in. Yeah. Then we could have Embo come in and clean up their mess because he's better than both of them combined. Oh, I just made so many people mad. <laughs> oh, 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 wow, Carl. <laughs> uh, well, changing subjects, Zachary had one other question that was not Star Wars related. Uh, he asked if we watch the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and if you do, what was your favorite movie from it? Hmm. Uh, do you watch the MCU? Not really. I'll be honest. I, I, I don't really care for most of the Marvel movies. Um, but I will say I loved 
Spider-Man Homecoming. Loved it. Um, it's the only one I've watched more than once. Uh, or I think I watched Black Panther twice as well. But other than that, I haven't liked any of the Avengers movies. Um, I didn't even see the last one. Don't plan to. <laughs> so I'm just not a Marvel person. So, um, But that's my opinion. I do. I mean, again, I did love Homecoming, but what about you? I think you, you like them more than I do. That's which isn't hard to do. <laughs> so, I'm just not a fan. I, I do. Um, I I've seen. I think I've seen all of them. And maybe I missed like two, but I've seen most of them. Um, it's kind of hard to pick a favorite because I remember moments more than I remember movies. Mm. Um, I will say. Because of the buildup from all the previous movies, some of my favorite moments are from Avengers Endgame, but I don't think I would call that my favorite movie. Um, to be honest, it's probably the original Avengers movie, just because that's when all the heroes come together and uh, you know become the team that they are. Um, but yeah, I... I'd have to go back and watch them all again. There's a lot of different things that I like about the MCU, um, but I don't know enough about it to speak on it, uh, you know, to have a podcast about it essentially. So, you know, I'm a, ca- I'm a casual fan. I'm an invested casual fan of the, Mar- the MCU. So, um, but that's about as far as I go, but yeah, I'd say favorite moments are from Endgame. Um, Favorite movie overall is probably the original Avengers movie. So nice. Um, Nick Bogle sent us in a, a Star Wars question here. Um, he says, "How has Star Wars influenced some of your life's decisions?" Uh, he then gives an example. Um, have any of your have any of the themes or advice of the characters of Star Wars? Caused you to choose a certain path over another. As a college student graduating this May, I find myself wondering what Luke, Qui-Gon, Yoda, Han, or other characters would tell me to do next. So, has Star Wars influenced some of your life's decisions, Carl? Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I know we've had this conversation before on the show, Jason. I mean, to me, Star Wars isn't just movies. Um, it really isn't. And I don't mean that to say that... I mean, I understand at the end of the day, that is all it is, um, right? Like, um, but it means so much more to me, which is why it's something so powerful in my life in a way that nothing else is. I mean, even other things that I enjoy, like in nerd culture, like Batman or the Ghostbuster mythos, um, like those are all like enjoyable entertainments. Star Wars is so much more than entertainment to me. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I would say even just most recently, um, you know, the, the character of Ray has become an incredibly guiding force, heh, pun intended, um, for some of my own decisions insofar as um, making those difficult choices to do what you feel you're really supposed to do. Um, right. And and in dealing with sometimes the heartache of what that might look like. Um, right. I think especially in I think this is why I've come to really enjoy uh, last Jedi also so much is I love her entire, her entire purpose in that movie is to find out how she fits in, right? How am I important to this story? You know, force awakens. It's typical. Like until the end of that movie, she kind of refuses the call. She, she just 
you know, she keeps looking behind her for belonging. Um, but finally at the end of the movie, she accepts where she's supposed to go. And now that she's accepted that there's something special about her, um, she's trying to figure out how she fits into everything. Um, and I think like most notably in my own recent part of life, like joining a new faith tradition was a huge life changing choice for me. I mean, um, it's kind of how I lost a job that I really love recently, you know, is making this choice, man. I couldn't stay at a job that I really enjoyed. Um, and that sucked, but at the same time, I'm trying to navigate my place in the grand story of life. I knew that I had to move on. Um, and I found a lot of strength and, and, you know, kind of raise conviction, uh, to do that. Um, I think, you know, uh, the story of solo has meant a lot to me since it's been out in the sense of, you know, not necessarily finding what you, um, what you expected out of life, but finding exactly what you needed. Right. Um, you know, my star Wars friends, the star Wars fan community that I've been a part of for so long now, um, has been something I never expected it to be. Um, but it's so much more than I ever hoped it could be. Um, so yeah, I think, I think a lot of things like that, um, guide me. I mean, it's something that has, has guided me for years is when Yoda tells Luke, um, you know, you know, the right, you know, how will I know the good, the good side from the bad? You will know when you're calm at peace, right? That, that's literally a piece of advice I give to students often in the, in the job that I've done, you know, is when students are you're working with college students who are actively discerning what they want to do next in life. A piece of advice I always give them is that piece of advice from Yoda. Cause I live by it too. Like, how do I know where to go next in life as well? When I sit down and think about it, where, where do I feel most at peace? Where, the, where is it that I feel most at home? So, so things like that have, have, have influenced me a lot. Um, you know, star Wars is, is, is a constant prism through which I, I filter the experiences of my life, which is why I just love the story so much. Um, so yeah, but those are just some brief examples for me. And as far as Nick, I mean, being a senior in college, I literally work with seniors in college right up until a few days ago. Um, you know, I would, you know, my encouragement would be is, you know, who's the character journey that you, you identify most with and what is that telling you? You know, how is that trying to teach you about your own path? Um, what is it about that character and the choices they make that inspire you? And, and how does that filter into what lies before you? Right. So. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Star Wars has, uh, in part, shaped the career path I've chosen. Um, it is in part responsible for, for me deciding to, to pursue the whole acting, uh, career path. Um, I learned about making movies by watching the behind the scenes documentaries on the star Wars movies. That's how I, I really started, you know, from an early age learning about how movies are made and what goes on in it and all that and everything like that. That just fascinates me to no end um and then when clone wars came out that kind of gave me the idea oh maybe i should you know try and specialize as a voice actor because voice acting is awesome um so i've got you know james arnold taylor matt lanner ashley x sign uh tom kane and uh oh god padme um cat Tabor. cat uh, Tabor. thank you yeah to, to blame for me 
you know, pursuing a voice acting career, um, which is now kind of taking shape as I'm reading audiobooks. So that's awesome. Um, but yeah, no, I, Star Wars has indirectly and then more directly really kind of shaped the path of my career choice, weirdly enough. Um, and, and that's been pretty exciting. And also, you know, sometimes if I'm, you know, really questioning things, I sit back and go, am I really letting a fictional movie kind of dictate where I'm going? And then I sit there for a minute and say, well, it lines up with everything else in my life. So <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but you know, it, yeah, it, it is, it has definitely been a source of, of direct and indirect inspiration. Um, for well over a decade as far as my career is concerned and, and honestly one of the you know initial driving forces when i was like the first thing i thought about when i was like yeah i do want to become an actor is i want to be in a lightsaber battle on screen <laughs> that was that was something that was one of the first thoughts after i decided that's what i wanted to be was an actor and i was like i want to be in a lightsaber battle i don't care if I'm just an extra that gets cut down in two seconds, I want to be in one. So that was, yeah, that was something that's been in my mind for quite a while. So, yeah, uh, you know, I, I, something I, I've gone back to a lot just since last celebration, right? When we had Stephen Colbert kind of give the opening monologue before the episode nine panel, I'll never forget when he said star Wars is something he said, it's, it's an escape that inspires and I've always yep. felt like that is so perfectly the way to capture the, the the truth of Star Wars from my own lived experience as well. Is it is an escape? It's an it's a form of entertainment that does allow you to escape, you know, normalcy for a couple hours or however long you're you're watching. But what makes it especially powerful is that it, within that escape, you're also inspired, right? Um, you know, I mean, there are lots of forms of just kind of fun entertainment that allow you to escape. And and there's a goodness in and of that of itself, right? Like, but Star Wars also inspires, um, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the thing. I mean, it's probably why Empire continues to be my favorite movie, too. The, the heart and soul of that movie is you got to believe, right? You've got to believe that these things are possible. You got to believe that thing, the things that you dream of for yourself can become real if you're willing to work at it. Um, and, and that's, that's the experience George Lucas had making these films, you know? Um, and I, I think that's the greatest gift that star Wars offers anyone. That's a fan is, is how can you make the dreams of your truest self become realized? Right. Cause that's what all these characters are ultimately searching for and working towards. Um, and, and, and I think star Wars is a great vehicle through which we can realize that for ourselves. So I love that question. So hopefully that was helpful too, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Izzy uh, also at the Bidatron on Twitter, sent us an email with a couple of questions here. Um, Here's just a very basic, uh, easy question, Carl. So what does Star Wars mean to you in a meaningful sense? Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Just hit us with the widest shotgun blast you can, Izzy. Oh, um, read it one more time, please. What does Star Wars mean to you in a meaningful sense? I mean, I th- uh, to be fair, I think I kind of just said it. Um, yeah. Right. I, so 
I don't want to say the same thing over and over again, but I, I, it, it really does. It just, it inspires me. Um, it's something that helps me to feel creative. It gives me energy and life. Um, and there's something about that story. Every time I'm, I'm enmeshed in it or enmeshed in the culture of it. Um, I just feel more alive. Um, I feel like creating something. I mean, literally tonight while I was working on a project for next week for, for star Wars day, I was sitting in the middle of my star Wars room, listening to star Wars music. Cause that's where I feel creative. Um, you know, I wish I was an artist. I wish I could draw or paint or anything like that. Um, cause I always have these fun star Wars scenes. I'd love to see realized in, you know, an artistic form, but I just, I don't have that skill. So, um, instead I sit down and do other things with it. But at the end of the day, what's great about it is, is it makes me feel creative. Um, and I think that's really meaningful. And, and when I think about star Wars, especially with something like this, Jason, like doing this podcast is I also think about how can I use star Wars to hopefully make people's days just a little better. Right. Whether that's through folks that listen to the show or other fans that I know that like Star Wars is how can I always interact in such a way that Star Wars hopefully adds to your life. So. Yeah. What about you? No. Um, it's going to be kind of similar. Uh, the It is a complete and total inspiration for so many things. And when I, you know when I start getting a little dry on, you know, creative inspiration for other projects or things I'm work, I'm working on, I go back to star Wars, you know, just because it sparks my imagination. And, um, the, the earliest memory I have of watching star Wars is just the, the earliest impression I should say I have of watching star Wars is just that my imagination blew up. Uh, exponentially, it became exponentially bigger than anything I'd ever thought it could be uh, when I first saw Star Wars. And Star Wars, because it is such a big, you know, vast universe with so many stories and characters and situations, um, is has always been a a source of inspiration and. Uh, recharging for my imagination. So if if I'm <laughs> if I'm losing my imagination or or it's getting harder to access, I go back to Star Wars and it charges it back up and things like that. And and so yeah, that's that's why Star Wars is is a very meaningful, important thing for me. Um, I'm going to combine her next question with a question from uh, Craig Ashton on Facebook. Um, her question was, would you be Jedi, Sith, rebel or smuggler in the star Wars universe? And Craig asked me specifically, if I were given the opportunity to voice a character in a new star Wars series, would I want to be, uh, a Jedi, Sith, smuggler, smuggler, et cetera. So, um, Carl, if you were in the star Wars galaxy, mm -hmm. what would you? Oh, definitely a Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, if I was going into the Star Wars universe, I would totally be a Jedi. However, if I was voicing a character, well, I'd love to be a Jedi. Um, I would take anything, anything that's fun and memorable. Um, you know, one of the most memorable characters in all of Clone Wars animation, uh, Star Wars animation is Hondo. So a role like that would just be absolutely a blast to do. Um, but yeah, uh, a Jedi preferably. 
but uh, I'll take anything. Uh, hear that, Lucasfilm? I'll, I'll take anything you got. <laughs> anything. <laughs> I'll be Stormtrooper number seven. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Izzy has one more question from us. Um, where and with who would you set up your life in the galaxy far, far away? Well, I'm not going to Dagobah. I'll visit you there, sir. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I've... If I had a choice, I'd probably live on Naboo or Alderaan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know with who, though. I mean, if I was a Jedi, though, I'd be in the Jedi Temple, but that wouldn't be my choice. Yeah. I, I would probably... Hmm. I'm trying to think. There's a part of me that says Coruscant. Um, there's also a big part of me that says Naboo because I wouldn't want to live in Autogunga, but I would sure love a weekend visit every now and then. Um, actually, no, screw that. I know where I'd live. Endor. I would live on Endor in a heartbeat. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I would live on Endor. Yeah. And I'll, I'll come and with the forests. Yep. I'd live with low gray. That's it. So I've, I I have been obsessed with the Ewoks for a while now. Um, <laughs> specifically the cartoon, I think it's phenomenal. Um, I gotta thank my friend Mike for helping me really delve into it. Um, but in the Ewok cartoon from the 1980s, uh, Tebow is Logre's apprentice and learning how to be the new shaman after Logre's gone. And Logre legit uses the Force. There's no doubt about it. They just don't call it that. Um, so I would love to live on Endor and and study under the great shaman Logre. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, alrighty. Uh, Jeffrey Beaumont has a very interesting question. Um, he says, I've had a debate on this question. Uh, the, the premise is a little bit dark, but that's all right. Um, he says, yeah, your mind is failing. Nothing can stop it. But one scene from Star Wars can be inserted for you to remember. What scene do you want to remember forever? Um, my scene is twin sons. Uh, young Luke looking at the sons and Maestro Williams tugging at our heart. So that's Jeffrey's moment. What about you, Carl? Do you have one? That's tough. Got two. You've got two? Go ahead. Yeah, I can't. I cannot cut it down i'm sorry um number one is i'm a jedi like my father before me Mm. um that is probably one of the single most uh profound statements uttered in star wars and i love it so much um and the second one is just a selfish fun one and that's the jedi charging into battle across the uh sand of the genosis arena pit um so that that's just an awesome image that I will that is emblazoned in my mind anyways. So I think it'd be very difficult for that to leave. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. I, I can't I can't cut it down any further than that. So I got two. I would have to say then if it could only be one, it'd probably be the last sh- the last scene in Empire Strikes Back then, um, because I I would want that message to live with me forever, which is. You can lose everything but still not be defeated, right? Um, you can lose all the battles but doesn't mean you lost the war. Um, and, right, it's it's that moment where you have these people clinging to each other and believing that they're not done, 
so uh, yeah, definitely that that last moment as Lando and Chewie are saying goodbye, and Luke and Leia are holding each other, um, believing that Han can be brought back and the fight's not over. So I think that would be my scene. Awesome, awesome. All right, we got two more, Carl. Let's do it. This one is from our good buddy Jim Capron, or Jim Urso, as we like to call him. Uh, He says, in an age where criticism, sarcasm, and cynicism are prevalent in fandom, how do you maintain your love and passion for things in Star Wars that are really important to you, but aren't the most popular, and or it seems like everyone else has the opposite opinion as you? (laughs) As Carl knows, I've implemented some of my own techniques to help with this, but I'm always open to try any suggestions. (laughs) Um, do you want me to go first? Or yeah, go ahead. You want- okay. Um, to be perfectly honest, Jim, uh, one of the ways that I keep my, my love and stuff is my Star Wars social media presence is very small. I'm not on a lot. Um, and so I, I sit with my music and my movies and I talk to Carl every week. Um, and, and you guys, you know, who interact with the podcast, but honestly, that's one of the big ways I've always been a little stubborn though, about things I like, you know, even back, you know, when the prequels were, were, you know, the butt of every single joke and I loved them. I was the one that was sitting out there in the street corner, defending them, essentially, you know, the, the digital street corner, uh, (laughs) defending them for anyone who cared to listen, um, but I've always been stubborn about what I like. And, you know, it takes someone to, you know, give a very impassioned and, uh, you know, well thought out argument like Carl does uh, to get me to change my opinions on things. Um, but usually what Carl does is he just enhances my opinions on things. So, um, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I've always sort of been a little off step with whatever the trend is, the trendy topics, the, anything like that. I've never been like hip. <laughs> so um, I'm kind of used to having sort of the odd opinion out um, on things, not just Star Wars, but a lot of other things too. So I'm just kind of used to that and I've, I've kind of grown up with that. So that's part of it. But honestly, a lot of it is um, I, I have to take breaks from the social media stuff. Like I, I can't just sit in it all the time because it's just depressing mm. to sit there and, and watch it all just unfold ad nauseum. And I, to be honest, I don't watch any star Wars YouTube stuff. I don't, uh, unless I'm looking for like, you know, fun, you know, tribute videos or things like that. Just, you know, music videos and things like that. I don't, I don't watch any of the YouTube commentaries. Um, I stick to Facebook and Twitter because that's where we do our stuff on the podcast. Um, but I try and keep that at arm's length because, because I like my thoughts and my opinions on these things and I don't want people just, you know, taking a dump on, on all of it. So I don't know. I don't have anything else other than that. How about you, Carl? Yeah, I, I, you know, I think it's my, yeah, it, it's very similar to you, Jason. I mean, I, I use it obviously more than you do, the social media stuff, but yeah, I often have to just limit my time on it um, because it, I, sometimes I can't help but wonder 
why Star Wars fans are fans of Star Wars when they spend all their energy hating it. <laughs> so, um, you know, everybody has their right to be to dislike things um, for something to not work for something that really bothers you and you think it really fell short. Um, right. And, and we, it, my experience of this has been more in just the, the last few years than ever before. I mean, I was a kid when the prequels came out, so I wasn't really aware of the backlash it was getting. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I just, you know, I try to stay off, um, when I am on, I've been muting people often right now. Um, I've muted people that I even consider, I shouldn't say this cause it's kind of mean, but I've muted people that I consider friends. Um, you know, uh, because again, like I just, I don't need to hear constantly why something sucks. <laughs> so, um, you know, or, or even conversely, why something is the best and you're wrong if you don't agree, right? Like those, those sentiments just drive me up the wall. Um, and, uh, so yeah, like it's easy, I think in those spaces to get really annoyed and become very cynical. Um, so my, the way I respond to that is there's two things I do. One is I'll, I'll type out a long, like angry response, but not send it. (laughs) Um, but just to at least put it out there, I delete the the thing I was going to say, and then I mute the person <laughs> um, and just kind of try to stay off of it for a little bit. Um, but I think, but on the, on the positive side, right? Like I think those are the things you, those are the kind of the negative things you have to maybe do to distance yourself, right? It's just literally taking time away from it. Because yeah. um, I also have the advantage of, of having really good friends that also love Star Wars and friends right here in Boston with me. I mean, obviously, like you said, I have you to talk to every week. Um, you know, I've got, I've got a great crew and my, my buddy Greg and my friend Ben and my friend Mike, you know, these three guys, like I can text them about Star Wars anytime. And even though all four of us have very different opinions about Star Wars, we're all super like respectful. Um, we all love different parts of Star Wars, um, and, and respect that. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is I always stay positive because when I'm really excited about something, I know who I can talk to about it. Right. Um, like who, who I'd, you know, if, if there's something I really love in star Wars that I know one of my friends doesn't care for, I'm not going to text them about that or, or, or want to talk to them about it. Cause they don't want to talk about it. And that, and I respect that. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I think again, if, if you have the advantage of just having close friends that also really like star Wars, just spend more time talking to them. <laughs> I think that's the best thing rather than yeah. trying to like argue with people online because it's just, it's pointless. And that's, that's not even just star Wars. Right. I mean, that goes for anything these day, this day and age, right. People love to just be bullies online. Cause it's, it's, yeah. it's an easy place to do that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's, I, I think that's at the end of the day, like all these things we were just talking about of how star Wars means so much to us. Right. I cherish it so much that I also realize that that's a gift that I want to share with certain people. And, um, I'm not going to just put it out there for anyone. And like when people like, I'll put something up about liking something in particular about star Wars that obviously someone else really hates and they, ha- they feel the need to have to be a jerk about it. I just delete the comment and silence them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause you also have that luxury too. So, yeah, but, uh, I, I'm going to add to, to, to this. Um, I'm going to definitely piggyback on what Carl's saying, you know, find yourself a community of a few people, a handful of people that uh, respect you for who you are and like you for who you are. Um, 
first and foremost, and then also like Star Wars in a similar way that you do, and talk with them. You know, if you need to take a break from the larger social media world, you go in and you talk with them. And sometimes there's nothing wrong with you know shutting your phone off and just sitting with your favorite soundtrack on in the dark or uh you know watching your favorite scene on repeat or something like that you know go back to the source uh, of your your love and your your enjoyment and and say yeah yeah it's still here you know but yeah definitely get get a community you know a, a select little group um that you that you really respect and appreciate them um but you know also that you're not in complete lockstep with because it's nice to have different ideas and opinions and things like that um and i hope we can be that for for some of you people out there you know we we do our very best to be a safe place and a respectful place uh for people to express their issues and things like that we have the mic so we're going to talk about what we like um but we were not here to, you know, disparage anything and, you know, we're not perfect, you know, <laughs> we, we have our problems and sometimes we vocalize them in ways that we shouldn't. Uh, but it's, it's one of those things where, you know, on the whole, we really want to be a place where everybody can feel welcome and, and can have that, that place where it's just the enjoyment of star Wars is what matters, you know, there isn't one Star Wars that everybody should love. You know, everyone's got their own opinion because it's a subjective fictional universe, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> There's no one right way to do this. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, uh, we got one last question from Eliezer on Facebook, and this is probably the most important question we're going to ask, we're going to be asked tonight, Carl. Uh, Eliezer asks, why do you guys rock? Because I because so. I listen to Nickelback, duh. <laughs> pretty pretty easy, really. <laughs> um, I yeah. should have expected that. I should have I mean, expected that response, Carl. Thank you so much. They're so good. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, nothing rocks harder than Nickelback. <laughs> oh no. How the hell do we wind up like this? Why weren't we able to see the signs that we missed? And try to turn the tables, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I should just start a Nickelback podcast now. Where <laughs> uh, I, I just listen to the songs and sing them like this, yeah! <laughs> I, that works, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why Carl rocks. Um, Carl rocks because he is someone who does things, uh, 120% all the time, uh, and loves Star Wars in a way that is so pure and genuine, um, and, and brings such a really fascinating opinion on things with his, his spiritual takes and things like that. That's, this is why Carl rocks, ladies and gentlemen. Carl, Carl is an awesome guy, and, and I love podcasting with him. So that's why we've been doing this for, you know, it'll be nine years in October. Jeez, Carl. It's my long <laughs> relationship is with, you, is with this <laughs> podcast. Um, but, 
but that's why Carl rocks just a little bit. But, and I'm just scratching <laughs> the surface. I'm very embarrassed, so. but also very, thank you. That's very nice of you to say. Um, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I don't know. No, it's, you know, it's, I, I put a post on my personal Facebook today cause obviously I'm looking for a new job now, which sucks with what's going on globally. Um, but as I was putting together, just kind of updating my resume, I do have the podcast on there. I mean, it's towards the bottom cause it's not exactly relevant to the type of work I'm doing. Um, but, uh, it's the longest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> so, I mean, like you said, it'll be nine years later this year. Um, and uh, the the question I pose is why doesn't Star Wars need chaplains? Um, and uh, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd be great at it. Um, yeah. But uh, no, I, you know, I, I'll I'll I, I'll I'll bounce that back at you then, Jason. Is is I think the reason you rock is because you're just so damn fun. Um, you know, that's <laughs> that's the thing I've always enjoyed about doing this podcast with you. It's it was my first experience of you. Is like this is a fun guy that loves to play Star Wars, um, and that's the thing. So often when I come to podcasts with you. Um, I just feel like I'm coming to play Star Wars um, like I did as a kid. I mean, it's a totally different way of doing it. But um, yeah, and and you you have such playful energy um, that is also very pure um, and it makes it a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, it's 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 been a blast all all along. So awesome. <laughs> we, we are both very uh, embarrassed to answer that question for ourselves. Um, I wasn't. So. Do you not remember Nickelback? <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Don't they remind you of anything? Because this is how you remind me. Cue the drums. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm not sorry. Why did I say that? <laughs> no, you're not sorry. And don't be. Uh, <laughs> Carl is the only reason I know any Nickelback reason, uh, lyrics, by the way. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> this, this is just Carl, though, and he, that's why he cracks me up. So, oh, You know Anakin listens to Nickelback. Like when he's, I, when he's yeah, flying around I, in his star, his star Cruiser, he loves those like overly dramatic power songs. Well, so. I mean, especially like Attack of the Clones Anakin mm. listens to Nickelback. Oh, it's, yeah. Especially Attack of the Clones Anakin, you know. Oh, God. I think we've just inspired someone to make some sort of Nickelback, you know, Attack of the Clones Anakin video. <laughs> I was just thinking of, man, I think we need to do a, a podcast at some point where we just pick Nickelback songs that embody each Star Wars character. So. <laughs> <laughs> the oh. only one picking songs on that one, sir. I don't know enough. <laughs> well, you got to, time. Yeah. You can grab their discography. So. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'll get right on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man! Um, so that's all the questions we got, Carl. Yeah. Well, th- thank you everybody for for writing those in and 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 asking the questions. They were super fun to respond to. I had, I had a great time doing that. Yeah. Um, so so since you were kind enough to give us such a a nice gift with all these questions. Um, we have two things for you next week, starting on Star Wars Day. Um, like we said, Star Wars Day is, is a day we all we all love as Star Wars fans, right? And, and I think what it means to us uh, it probably changes every year. Um, 
but I think this is a year where we could really use it. We could use we could use the fun, right? And I think even Star Wars property itself is giving us a gift by, you know, giving us the final episode of Clone Wars on May the 4th rather than, you know, having us wait till the end of the week. We're also getting yep. Rise of Skywalker on May the 4th on Disney Plus. Um, you know, and the new Mandalorian docu-series is coming out on Monday, May the 4th, right? So we are getting inundated with Star Wars Star Wars presence on Monday for May the 4th. Um and and I really do, you know. I really think that, in part, that's because of everything that's just going on, right? We we just need we need spaces to just have fun. Um, yes. So what we something you know we've alluded to for a couple of weeks now. Um, this this idea kind of came came to me back in March before oh, before the pandemic. Remember the world then when you could see people and hug them, <laughs> um, and go to things. <laughs> I miss that world. I do too. By the way, in on May sixteenth, uh, my buddy Greg was kind enough to uh, t- to take me as his plus one to see the Empire Strikes Back in concert at the Boston Symphony Orchestra. Of course, that is now canceled, but um, I'm so bummed that I'm missing out on that. But anyway, back in March when we were putting together the This Is Madness tournament, um, you know, if if you if you've been part of the show for at least a little while, you've probably picked up on the fact that star Wars music is one of my favorite attributes of star Wars. Um, and I thought it would just be so fun to take all the major star Wars theme songs and have a bracket of letting people just vote on their favorite star Wars songs each day for the month of may. So that's what we've done. We've come up with 32 different theme songs from star Wars, whether they're character themes or romance themes or action themes. Um, so we, we pulled from, Pretty much all the major properties, uh, obviously all the movies. We did Rebels, Clone Wars. Um, we did uh, Mandalorian. We did not do Resistance, to be fair. I don't really know the music in that. I don't even know if it's on any sort of release, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think so. I don't so, think but that I, it is well. either. Yeah. So um, basically we went through each of the film scores and just pulled out the major concert themes for most of them. And then we did kind of the same with, with everything else. So we have 32 different theme songs. Um, again, the, the, I'm just throwing them randomly into a bracket. Um, there's no seeding or anything like that. Cause how do you seed something that is literally purely subjective? Um, so it'll just yeah. be something fun to do every day. Uh, like normal with Twitter, we'll just do a poll every day that you can vote on since that polling option has been removed from Facebook. I'm just going to make a quick little Google doc form that, that I'll share on our Facebook every day as well. So that folks on Facebook can also participate. Um, so yeah, be looking forward to that. Um, also, like we said, musical may, uh, we're basically going to be doing top five episodes each week, but what'll be different is, is we'll be doing different types of musical top fives. So for instance, our first week next week, we are doing top five star Wars, non movie songs. So this can be anything from a video game, the TV shows, um, anything like that goes for that first top five um i will and i'll just hint that later in the month the one i'm very excited about because it's going to be so fun is top five source songs from star wars so things yeah, like lofty neck the cantina band it's going to be your your favorite jizz music whatever it might be um uh, those jizz whalers those jizz whalers you know what i mean um so we're i'm so excited to be doing uh, Star Wars music all for the month of May. 
Again, yeah. I, I really hope that in some way, shape, or form we can get David Collins to join the show sometime in the month. I'm not planning on it, but um, if you're listening to this and, and you know in any way how to get in touch with David W. Collins more directly than I've had any luck with, please let me know. <laughs> um, I'd love to get him on the show. Um, he's probably my favorite Star Wars mind <laughs> out there. <laughs> so, And it's because he understands the music so well. Um, but yeah, so be looking forward to that. The entire month of May. Um, And um, the other thing that we've got coming for you, um, this is something I I made today just for fun. Um, So uh, if any of you use Instagram, something that's really popular on Instagram right now is the 30 day music challenge where it has you each day you get to pick a different song that, you know, merits some sort of Connection to whatever the topic. Thank or you. I'm, I'm struggling with these words. Yeah. Right. Like, so like, like one day was like a song that makes you happy, a song that makes you sad, a song to drive to like things like that. So I've created a 30 day star Wars challenge. Um, so every day you can answer some really simple, fun questions about star Wars. So I'm going to share that on our social media. I encourage you, if you have an Instagram, um, share it in your Instagram story, um, you know, and, and, and encourage other friends to do the same. Um, So I'm going to drop that as well on Monday for May the 4th. So we've got a music bracket tournament coming for you and just a fun daily 30 day star Wars challenge. So hopefully you'll participate as much as you want. Um, Share it with whomever you think would enjoy it. Um, This is meant to be fun. So have fun with it. Yeah. And Carl, are you doing anything specific for star Wars day this year? Oh, let's see. I'll probably start the day with some good old Star Wars music. Um, <laughs> so the big thing I'm doing Star Wars Day is uh, I, I've got a book club going with, with Joe Hogan, who's obviously a good friend of the show, who's done all of our artwork over the years. Um, with Joe Hogan and a couple other guys, um, we've been doing a book club. Uh, we started a little over a month ago. We did Labyrinth of Evil last month. Um, and we all just did the Revenge of the Sith novel, which, oh, my God, do I love that book. Um, and uh, so so we're going to be doing our, our book club of Revenge of the Sith on May the 4th in the evening. Um, but during the day, I'm going to be listening to the Star Wars radio drama because I, I finally got them on hard copy, the hard copy release of it. Um, so, yeah, just playing around with that. Probably watch some Ewoks episodes because I love those, um, you know. Uh, I'm sure at some point I'll watch a Star Wars movie. You know, it seems Star Wars Day, I usually watch Empire Strikes Back, not going to (laughs) lie. Well, I'm going to kick things off with final episode of Clone Wars. Oh, good point. Yes, obviously I will do that first thing. (laughs) Good point. And I will will probably then immediately rewatch the whole Siege of Mandalore arc, to be perfectly honest. Nice. Just to get them all together. Yeah. I honestly, I have been sort of waiting to go back and rewatch these episodes because I want to experience them all in a row again, you know, uh, as fresh as possible. So I've only watched each of the episodes once so far, um, which is taking a lot of self-control on my part. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm going to watch each of them. And then once they're all out, I'm going to watch them all together and kind of just see them as they, they flow together as a movie because like legit, they are making this a movie. There was no, um, you know, uh, newscaster guy at the beginning of this last episode. Um, 
if you remember if I if I remember correctly, it just went right into the episode. Yeah, it did. Uh, yeah. So there's no newsreel. So this is designed to be a movie watched all all together. So right. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, it's really cool. So, but. Uh, then I'll probably, you know, just listen to Star Wars music and, and, uh, you know, have fun with all the other Star Wars stuff that we're putting out this, this year. Uh, I'll probably do some other stuff, but I haven't decided yet. I've got time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, oh. it's not allowed to do anything with anybody though. Yeah. Yeah. So last year, I mean, I had a, I had a huge Star Wars day party with the, tons of friends came over. It's such a good time. I decorated the entire apartment Star Wars themed. Um, you know, it was, it was so fun. So it's, it stinks that we can't all, you know, just get together with friends to celebrate. But, um, again, like that's, that's the joy of having things like Skype or, or zoom or whatever, right? Like we do have ways of connecting and, and watching something together, talking about stuff together. I know there'll be a lot of that. Um, so yeah, if any of you have anything fun planned explicitly or, or something you think others might enjoy doing, for their star Wars day, be, be sure to let us know. Absolutely. And Carl, if they want to let us know about any of their star Wars day plans, or if they want to watch out and participate in any of the fun events that we've got planned, uh, for star Wars day next week, where can people get in contact with us? Uh, well, like I said, we are on Twitter at Wampas Lair. Um, we're on Facebook at Wampas Lair podcast, and you can always email us at Wampas Lair podcast at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, let's take a out of this episode and get ready for Musical May. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening to this episode of the Wampa's Lair Podcast. It's been episode number 380. It's Wampa's time. For Carl, I'm Jason, and we'll see you next time here in the Wampa's Lair. <laughs>